Hi everybody, I'm Ralph Benmergi. Welcome to Yehopitzville, brought to you by Pear Tree Canada. Well, we've been to so many different places already in this fine country and in the United States and even across the Atlantic Ocean. So this time, I figured we'd just come home. And in my case, home happens to be and has been for the last seven years, Hamilton, Ontario. Um, and when I was thinking of where to move to, there were two cities that kept coming up from Toronto we were going to move. Uh, one was Guelph and one was Hamilton. And I had a friend who happened to have lived in both. And I said, well, what do you think? What should I do? She said, well, Guelph if you want to fit in, Hamilton if you want to make a difference. And I thought that was a very interesting answer. But then the second question was, well, how many Jews are there? And Guelph has a small Jewish community. But Hamilton was so interesting about it is that it had, by, by census, about 5,000 Jewish souls living in Hamilton. But it also had three synagogues at the time uh, and two day schools and Hebrew schools at two of the other schools, uh, the conservative and the reform or the other schools. Um, and I thought, well, that's interesting. And that, that, for me, there seemed to be enough of a critical mass that I thought it would be a good idea. So we moved here. Uh, since I've been here, things have changed in some ways in terms of the Jewish community. And we're going to get into all that. But we're also going to just get into the idea of who's leaving and who's coming in. So to help me with that and what kind of a community we're talking about, I've got the CEO of the Hamilton Jewish Federation, Gustavo Reinberg, and... Laura Wolfson, who's the head of the Welcome Home Hamilton Coordinating Committee for the Hamilton Jewish Federation. So, Gustavo, you came here almost, almost the same time I did, I guess. Is that is that correct? I, I moved to Hamilton uh, exactly five years ago, yes. Right, so a couple of years after I'd moved here. And Laura, what's your history in Hamilton? I moved here in 1998. Uh, I was, I, I grew up in Toronto, but I was in Kitchener-Waterloo for um, about 12 years, and then I, I've been here ever since. And what made you choose to come here? A job. I was hired to be the director of education at Temple Anche Shalom, which is one of our three synagogues in Hamilton. And uh, I worked at Temple Anche Shalom for 18 years. Wow. So when you got here, what did you think was going on with the Hamilton Jewish community? Well, you know, having grown up in Toronto, where you can just be Jewish by osmosis, there are enough Jews there, um, and moving to Kitchener, where there were maybe 300 Jewish people, including children, um, I felt like moving to Hamilton was, you know, moving to a, a big community in comparison to to Kitchener, and um, it was my job also to get to know the Jewish community as quickly as I could. So my, my social life was all about getting to know the Jewish people. And, and uh, what did you find in getting to know them? Uh, very welcoming community. When I first arrived here, um, I, I, I believe we moved here in the summertime. And within about two weeks, I had six invitations from total strangers who called me up. Uh, you know, made cold calls and said, we heard you're new in town. You know, come for a barbecue on Sunday, meet my family, or come for Shabbos dinner. Um, and I was blown away because I had never experienced that kind of welcome before. 
Hmm. And Gustavo, what was your experience of coming here? It was great. I, I have to admit that my, my, my situation was maybe a little bit different because I, I was hired to work here, so I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know, the, the, um, the access to, to meet people, it's different when you're doing professionally. But I, I have a great experience. You know, I, I love this community. I used to work in, in other federations before. I was working in, in Winnipeg, Ottawa, Toronto, and now in Hamilton. And all these communities are very different, but um, Hamilton has something very special, like Laura says, you know, about this sense of small community, uh, very warm, very welcoming community. I, I honestly, I never felt a stranger being here, you know, and, and the community life, you know, to be a small community, you know, it's a very, very active. and. But the other thing that I, I, I realized a couple of years ago, you know, like we consider ourselves a small community because we always compare ourselves with Toronto. But I think that we are a hub, you know, in this part of Ontario for other communities, you know, like we we offer services and, and we, we work together with the Windsor Federation, with London, uh, Niagara, uh, St. Catharines, and... and you can realize that we are not as small as we think that we are, and we can help other communities as well. Um, and since I'm here, for me, it was a great experience, and it's a beautiful city that I, I, I wish that more people will have a chance to, to come and experience. Hey, Laura, your job is uh, to welcome people. Yes, I, my job is to attract and welcome newcomers to the Jewish community. Uh, when I arrived, oh, I knew that there were, um, I was hired by the temple to attract more young families to the temple because we were at a stage in our community where, you know, the older generations die off and young people were moving away and not coming back. Um, and so now for Hamilton Jewish Federation, my job is to bring in new families to settle in 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 Hamilton and we have incredible opportunity over the last few years because of the ridiculous housing prices in Toronto. So we've had a lot of young families migrate to Hamilton. They're still within commuting distance and uh, can just afford life uh, in, in Hamilton so mm -hmm. much more easily. And, uh, and also we've had opportunity because there are many families from South America, for example, who are interested in immigrating to Canada and are looking at perhaps settling in the GTA for work opportunity, but can't afford to live in Toronto, so they come here. And um, so we've actually brought in, in the last three years, 15 new families to live in that have moved to Hamilton and settled here um, uh, each of the last three years. Okay, so that's part of the landscape. The other part I found interesting is I basically live around the corner from the conservative synagogue, Beth Jacob. Um, and when I got here, it was a fully functioning synagogue with a classic problem of coming from the legacy of the big box synagogues, as I like to call them, where you had sanctuaries that could hold enormous amounts of people. They have this at all three of the synagogues here. But the only one that would be full was the Orthodox one. 
Because there, it's like you just go. You don't really think about going. You have to go. It's not like, gee, I wonder if I'll go with Shabbat. You go. You're, you're orthodox. <laughs> but there's nothing compelling in the other two that you have to go. So you end up with people taking a small amount of space in a huge building. And Beth Jacob has been through enormous amounts of, uh, of um, challenges to the point where, as I was driving by a few days ago, there's a sign that says, Welcome to the home of the new Hindu temple in Hamilton. And Beth Jacob ends up with a, a lease for five years, I believe, that only uses the Richter sanctuary, the small, you know, Hamish little room That's in what right. used to be their building. So what do you make of that, either of you, uh, in terms of what that says about the community right now? Gustavo, how about you? I, I would say that I... It's not bad news. I really think that it's a, it's a it's an adaptability issue. You know, we have to adapt to the new reality. I, I think that at one point, and when you see the statistics or the numbers of COVID affiliation of people in, in our Jewish community, things are changing. You know, don't forget that those buildings they were from the 1950s, and they were a, a very different very different conception of what the community was and how the connection with the Jewish community. And the people will be. The, um, listen, the, the, the reality is that I, I, I will say that we have a 50 50 uh, of people becoming members of synagogues or keeping their membership with the synagogues, and 50% they are not. You know, they are, they, are, they are connected to the Jewish community in a very different way. I, I think that what the Jacob did was the right thing for them financially. And thinking in the future, and, and the fact that they are here, that they are using that chapel for a while, give them another opportunities. You know, I think that they, they, there is a great opportunity for them ahead when they can maybe bring like a new leadership to the synagogue in the religious aspect. You know, like a new rabbi, someone that maybe embrace the community in a different way, and put the three synagogues maybe at, at the same level. I, I, I think that, you know, in all challenges and all difficult times, there is an opportunity. And I think that that's, that's what Beth Chekhov, you know, should consider. This is not, I, I, I don't like to say that it's a failure or, or a, a very negative situation. It's a question of adapt to a new reality. And we are all, all doing this. Um, if, if you allow me, like another example, you know, away from the synagogues, we don't have a, J, a full JCC in Hamilton anymore, you know, like the, the concept of the fitness center, the swimming pool, the, the gyms, we have to be realistic, you know, there's other needs in the community that we have to um, take care of. And again, with the community of like 5,000 people, um, we, we, we have to understand what our limitations are and our priorities. So I, I that doesn't mean that the, the community is not meeting or connecting in a different way. Ooh. Laura, what's your pitch when you talk to people about why Hamilton? That's a great question, Ralph, because I do present um, all of the options in our community. Our Jewish community has three synagogues. It has two Jewish day schools. It has two afternoon schools. It has a Jewish seniors home. It has um, a Jewish uh, summer camp for children. And we have a 
wealth of programs and activities that take place in the community, both through the JCC and through the synagogue centers. And I talk about how welcoming our community is. And I also talk about how beautiful Hamilton is and how there's incredible economic opportunity. There's um, the closeness to the city of Toronto with its wealth of arts and culture events, as well as we have an incredible uh, restaurant scene in Hamilton that's really picking up. And we have access to the Bruce Trail and all the Royal Botanical Gardens trails and uh, cycling. So we have, when, when I bring families in for an exploratory visit, they come for two or three days and I show them what they're interested in. If they are hikers, I take them hiking. <laughs> if they are arts and culture people, I take them to Theatre Aquarius. And um, if they're interested in, in good eats, I take them to a really cool restaurant on James North. And, um, or if they're interested in, if they're most interested in finding out what happens at the Jewish community, I introduce them to families with kids the same age as theirs and maybe take them to an activity at the JCC. And um, my pitch is that we have everything here. During World War II, the Nazis began a little-known program of extermination for their own children. In Peter Klenot's new mystery thriller, The Unwanted, 14-year-old Hannah Ziegler is being driven by her grandfather and her psychiatrist to a euthanasia center. Six-year-old Silky Hartenstein graces the cover of Nazi propaganda magazines. Avi Kreisler is a Munich police detective rounded up for Dachau. And a patrician father hopes his son, David McAuliffe, will be elected the first Catholic president of the United States. In the, in the aftermath of war, revenge brings these four people together in ways unimaginable. The Unwanted. Do not skip to the last page. Find it at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And we have one more thing that we have, which is not something we want to have. And that's a moniker as the hate capital of Canada. Indeed. And I know, Gustavo, you've been working a lot with that whole issue. That's a hell of a thing to say about a city. How does it affect the way Jewish life goes in the city and how, what kind of alliances or lack of alliances are there when it comes to that issue? Great question and, and, and a very complex answer. But I think that it's, it's uh, we're creating a lot of uh, partnerships and uh, alliances, as, as you mentioned. You know, one of our, one of our uh, big partners or stronger partners is the police, where we can rely on them, you know, because we have to be very vigilant lately. You know, the amount of anti-Semitic attacks and the amount of of like um, incidents, they, it's something that we have to to be really, really uh, concerned about them and and be vigilant at the same time. We work with our, our advocacy agencies. We work with the uh, other security uh, organizations. But the thing, something that I'm really strong about, and that's a message that I would like to portray to many people as possible, is that. In the case of the Jewish community, for me, the best thing to do against anti-Semitism is be more Jewish, and in the in different ways. You know, don't hide what we are doing. We, for example, Ralph, a couple like last Tuesday, 
we just finished the Chubush Film Festival that takes place in a public in, in a public space at the Westdale Theatre, sold house. People from different backgrounds came to 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 participate in the Chubush Film Festival, and for me that's a that's a very very good story to tell. You know, we don't hide. We share what we are doing with everyone. I think that it's important for people who never met a Jew, you know, to meet Jewish people doing other things than talking about only Holocaust, for example. You know, we have the Jewish Film Festival, we have our book festival, we have like many, many events that they are not taking a place in synagogues. Like, for example, our Yom HaShoah commemoration, the Holocaust or Holocaust Remembrance Day, is taking place at the City Hall. So we are we are open, our, open our events to the community at large because I think that it's an important way for them to learn about us. So the 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 reputation of the city, you know, about being the hate capital of Canada, it's a terrible one. Um, but I think that it's up to all of us to do something to to change that. Mm-hmm. There's very different minorities experience experiencing very different uh, ways of um, discrimination or, or, or attacks, but we have to work together. We have to work together in, in, in with the common goal. And and I know that there's some 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 meetings. Some like the city hall is organizing things. The police department is trying to work together with all the minorities. But it's it's uh, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. But it's up to us. But the only thing that I, 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 I like to, to finish with is about the hate. It's like we cannot create a competition, an Olympics of which community is suffering the most. You know, like we have to do all together. doesn't matter which one is the, the higher one incidence or the lower incidence. It's like it's a situation that is affecting all of us at the same level. So. That's something that we have to work in, 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 in being together, in, in being one to the well-being of the city. Yeah, I, I, I call that one-downmanship, mm. right? Oh, you? What about me? Mm. <laughs> it's like the cocker at the back of the synagogue. You're hip. It's both my hips, you know. It's always <laughs> something, right? Laura, what, what does inclusiveness look like here? LGBTQ? Um, relations with indigenous uh, people in Hamilton, with faith groups. What, what, what goes on in terms of ha- having that part of the value proposition of living in the city? Right. Well, when you asked me before about what it was like for me when I first came to Hamilton and what my, my uh, impression was, I'm a lesbian and, and married to my wife, Tish. And um, when we first came here, we, we had been perfectly happy in the community where we were living. And so we were nervous. What would it be like for us coming here? And um, honestly, I have not felt any discrimination of any sort in the Jewish community being openly lesbian. And in fact, I have felt quite a bit of um, appreciation, particularly from young people who have thanked me for being open uh, in a position of leadership in the, in the community. Um, I am the chair of the Federation's Jewish LGBTQ plus pride committee. And we um, have three or four events per year that are social events for um, queer Jews and their 
allies, their families, their friends. We had a very successful Pride Shabbat celebration last year. We couldn't the previous two years because of the mm. pandemic, but um, we're certainly planning another um, Pride Shabbat celebration and dinner, and we open it to the entire community. So, you know, from that point of view, I'm really proud of the work that Federation is doing to be openly inclusive of the queer Jewish community and to foster and promote the dialogue about how we queer Jews um, intersect with the Jewish community. And also um, there's a dialogue about how um, queer Jews feel about their participation in the queer community as Jews. So there's sort of two conversations. Ooh, interesting. Um, yeah. And um, the other piece of your question was about inclusiveness or maybe relationships. Well, multi-faith. Yeah, multi-faith alliances. And, you know, there's a, always a, a tendency to being insular and taking care of one's own. Um, right. And, you know, that can really get magnified the smaller a community is. So um, what, what's been your experience of that? I know that we have um, Jewish voices that participate in multi-faith uh, communities. Not only our Jewish religious leaders, but uh, Hamilton Jewish Federation has a representative of our board who participates. What is the name, um, Gustavo, of the... It's, it's HARP. Hamilton Anti-Racism uh, HARP. It's a yes. Hamilton Anti-Racism And... Uh, We've been invited to have a voice, actually, with a multi-faith group on um, uh, uh, Hamilton Police Services hate crimes case review team. Uh, so that's something that is going to happen as well. I think that um, I know that the Hamilton Wentworth District School Board invites Jewish um, speakers and presentations in the classroom and uh, that happens on a regular basis. I've done a couple of those presentations myself. Um, so yeah, so it's no. ongoing and, and it's it, it's conscious. It's not just a wishful thinking. It's about absolutely. let's yeah. make a plan, let's do something about this. What do we say let's talk about what's the future look like? Um, Hamilton as a Jewish center 10 years from now. What's the idea? I, I, I think that it's a great potential, you know, and great plans uh, and, and great projects coming. Uh, I, I, I think that we're experiencing a grow, you know, based on the on the last census, you know, the, the exact number, it's like 5,315 Jewish people living in Hamilton. The good news is that the, the biggest the biggest group is uh, the age group between 25 and 44, which is very promising, you know? So that's, that's, that's a great future expectation. And I think that actually yesterday, Laura and I, we were talking about how we are going to expand, if we can expand the Che Welcome program, because it's something that it's like, it, it's, it's a lot of work to receive 15 families every year in the way that we like to do it. You know, it's, we're not saying come to Hamilton, okay, good luck, enjoy. It's Laura, listen, sometimes we go to the airport to pick up the people. We buy the, we, we buy, we fill the fridge for the first week for people to, to be uh, mm -hmm. free of, you know, the basic concerns. But on, uh, on the other side, you know, I think something 
I see the future of the, the Jewish community, you say, you know, like not ins, insul, insulate ourselves or not, not be insular, but we are partnering right in the past year. We have great projects together with the uh, YMCA, the YWCA. Uh, we, we are partnering with them in offering like discounted member, uh, membership opportunities for everyone in the Jewish community who needs a JCC place or a fitness center to go. So I think that if I see the future, like the Jewish community being a more integral part of the community at large, having different partnerships, different opportunities. And I think that it's going to be a good influence of new people coming to, to, to Hamilton. I, yeah. I obviously, I, I, I think so. Unfortunately, if you think about countries like Argentina, Venezuela or other South American countries, the situation there for the Jewish community is really, really problematic. And Hamilton is a great, Canada is a great option. Hamilton is a great option inside Canada. And we're going to make every effort we can in order to, to promote this and make sure that more people is, is coming here. Well, I have a request. I want to see more Sephardic Jews. I want to see more. Well, I'm happy about the Spanish-speaking Jews. That makes me happy. But and more Jewish artists. So one thing I noticed when I got here is just like there's not a big Jewish artists community in Hamilton. They're still in Toronto, so we got to get them to come over here. Even though it's getting more expensive to live here all the time. Uh, Laura, your thoughts on the future and what you'd like to see and what you think is possible? Yeah, I think historically. Hamilton's Jewish social life has been synagogue based, and I think that's changing. And I see that in 10 years, you know, Gustavo mentioned that maybe 50% of the Jewish people in Hamilton uh, today are not affiliating with synagogues. We're finding as we bring new families in, young families, um, they do want Jewish education for their kids. So they're looking for Jewish education opportunities, but they're also looking for ways to engage with the community uh, socially activities, programs that may not be synagogue based. And so we're providing more of that and finding um, people are very excited about those opportunities. So, so is it like Jewish culture as opposed to Jewish religion? Yes. Right. Or maybe it's Jewish religion, but not synagogue based. We're introducing families to other families that they want to have a Passover Seder together. Mm -hmm. But that's, you know, they, they don't necessarily want to go to shul for services. But... Um, yeah, I see a bright future for for Hamilton's Jewish community. Absolutely. Let, let, let me ask, I add something here. There's two initiatives that I think are very important to mention. You know, the, last year we we reintroduced BBYO, the Neighborhood Youth Organization in, in, in Hamilton. It's a non-religious non program. So I, I, we in, in, in less than a year, we, we have like, 10 kids from Hamilton being part of BBYO, participating in, in conventions in Ontario, in Canada, and it's a great way to attract the future leadership of, of the community. We have like a very strong relationship with Hillel, Hillel McMaster, um, the majority of their, 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 their Shabbat dinners or, or events are taking place here at, in our building at Hamilton. So we were trying, we're making a, a big effort in attracting the young generation as, as well. And I think that the reality, and I, and I don't think that it's a problem in Hamilton only, but I think that the, the synagogues are not attracting the people in the same way that they used to do it in the past. 
So by offering these kind of more non-denominational programs or more open programs, you know, to, to different ways of life, it's, it's a way to do it. And we have to be here to offer and, and, and fill that gap that I don't know it was, was like uh, there 10 years ago. Well, thank you for this. I really appreciate you guys spending some time with me on the hammer, as some people call it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And funny, right? The three of us are talking about Hamilton and the three of us aren't from Hamilton originally. Right. (laughs) There's your first hint. (laughs) Gustavo Reinberg is the CEO of the Hamilton Jewish Federation. Laura Wilson is the Welcome Home Hamilton Coordinator for the Hamilton Jewish Federation. Thank you to you both. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ralph. This has been Yehopitzville, sponsored by Pear Tree Canada, reducing the after-tax cost of giving for Canadian major gift donors. Learn more at peartreecanada.com. I'm your host, Ralph Benmergi. Our producer is Michael Freeman. Our music is by Louis Samayo, and if you want to travel with us across this great country and the world, visiting more smaller Jewish communities, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to hear more of my work, I host another podcast called Not That Kind of Rabbi, and my website is ralphbenmergi.ca. And if you want to hear more Canadian Jewish stories, you can find them at the Canadian Jewish News' website, cjn.ca. Thanks. We'll see you next time in Yehobitzville.